Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February 4th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well and in good spirits. Hopefully you're staying warm. Um, kind of some side news or whatever, but there is a definite cold front uh, moving around. I think it's like mostly in the Northeast, but all I know is for me, it has been very cold. Um, at the job, our, my heater broke and I thought they were going to fix it again. Um, and they're, they're not fixing it. So I'm just going, I'm raw dog in winter this time for like the first time in a long time, I think. Um, cause I want to say around after my first year, they're like, here, we're giving you a heater. And I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. Um, and I was fine ever since. And now no heater. Um, I will say they give me the little hot hands thing. So I'm over here just like, looks like I'm shaking dice sometimes, like trying to get these like fucking, little bags. I know it's in these things, but, um, you know, they, they, they at least keep my hands warm. Cause really that's like the worst thing with my job is like, I can overall stay warm enough. Like, like I was surprised when I was wearing that, those, those overalls. I was like, man, like in this 20 degree weather, I'm actually like kind of warm, but like my hands, that's what really are the struggle is keeping the, keeping those little puppies, um, you know, warm <laughs> uh let's see food corner i had dominoes i i'm i'm having a dominoes year and it's already february like it's not even, it's february like it's 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 crazy how much dominoes i'm eating um <laughs> i don't i don't have anything good to say about it it's uh, let's see what did i what did i order i got a cheese pizza and then i got a pepperoni and um pineapple pizza and the Parmesan twist things. It was all edible. Yay. Like I said, I really wanted mellow mushroom though. I don't know. If if um I don't know, I might order that again. I don't want a pizza pizza. I don't like eating the same thing back to back. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but let's talk about some news. Let's get into that. Um from Reuters. Let's see. U.S. to end COVID-19 emergency declarations on May 11th. So let's see. Monday, uh, the Biden administration declared that come May 11th, that we're going to officially be out of the emergency um, portion of the pandemic. Which, you know, some people are saying, okay, cool, about time. Other people are saying, like, hold up, wait, what the fuck? People are still dying from this. Like, we need to, you know, pump our brakes. But um, I've kind of learned a little bit um, just with research on this article and also just, you know, listening and learning, you know, um, that there were some extenuating circumstances that kind of pushed the administration to kind of like, okay, we got to make this happen. And we want to have it on our terms, not on, let's say, you know, um, Congress's terms or, you know, whoever. Um, Because essentially the House was pushing this bill. And I forget the name. It's it's something very, like, blunt. But, like, essentially, like, COVID is over. Act. (laughs) Like, some stupid shit. But this bill that they're pushing, and I believe they got passed there. Now, granted, in the Senate, it probably wouldn't have made it through. Um, just with the way the numbers work, like it just wouldn't have wound up passing, but it was essentially just one of those things where it's putting, um, Biden on a clock 
to say, hey, we have to in this because, you know, people are concerned about all the government money that's being, you know, bled out, you know, some might say into um, funding, you know, COVID stuff like vaccines um, that are covering tests, all these kind of things. So essentially moving out of this emergency phase kind of gives the um, Biden administration time to say, hey, we're winding it down now. We're working this all out and we're making sure like, hey, if you have insurance, you can still get COVID tests. You can still get vaccines, you know, all these kind of things. It's just going to move to a different kind of method and pacing. Um, So, I mean, how I personally feel about it, I do think it's too soon. Um, Maybe this is just the Midwestern Ohioan in me, though. Um, I don't want to say it's it's about time. I definitely don't want to say that. Um, But I will say that I get the changes. Like, I do think that the, hearing that, like, 500 people, I think, like, every day are still dying from COVID in America, that's a high number. Especially when you look at our overall stats, which, you know, you guys know, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't, like, hinge myself to those. Maybe I should do better with that, whatever. But I know it's a high number that we have in terms of COVID deaths overall. Like, it's scary. And I think it's scary internationally. You know, we've, we've covered it a, a lot about China because they've been coming out of their zero you know, COVID situation, and now they're just like, shit, we're just freestyling now. Uh, That being said, I I think and get the idea that because of how capitalism moves, because that at the end of the day, our lockdown was literally fucking a month, and that was about it, because the the almighty dollar really dictates everything, and you're an essential worker, you've got to get out there and make the fucking doubloons you need to make to fucking make your fucking rent, because that's not being froze, you know, like, you got to make your, you got to get your groceries, you got to live your life, so at the end of the day, it wasn't much of a lockdown, because, like, I don't know, money just literally rules everything around us, um, so I don't know, I, I think this, this didn't surprise me to see, um, I've seen some people be like, wow, you know, this is definitely really fucked up. Here's why. And I would agree. But at the end of the day, um, I'm not shocked to see, uh, saying, Hey, by the middle of the year when, you know, summer's pretty much coming up and I'm COVID what COVID who, <laughs> um, but I, I definitely wouldn't say that we're in an endemic part of this. We're like, Hey, we're post you know, all the the hysteria, all the craziness, like COVID's a, a rear view thing. I think we are living with it. I think we're still figuring things out. Um, but, you know, time will tell if this was the right call or not, right? I don't know. <laughs> I definitely can't tell you that from, from where I'm sitting. Um, that's all we got here. I feel like I've hit that enough. Let's see. From USA Today, New Jersey Councilwoman Eunice Duanfor found fatally shot near home, police say. Um, so this was a really, you know, sad story to hear. And honestly, I wish there was more details to it, but sadly, there's not yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, New Jersey Borough Councilwoman um, Eunice Duanfor uh, was found shot to death in her vehicle near her home Wednesday night. Uh, gunshots were reported around 7.22 p.m. in Sayreville, a borough in New Jersey's Middlesex County, according to Middlesex County Prosecutor Yolanda Sicone, or Sicone, um, and Surreyville 
Police Chief Daniel Plumacher. Plumacher. Um, she was shot with multiple times, um, but I don't have too many details outside of that in terms of her, you know, like her death or anything like that. I mean, I'm really just kind of left to speculate here. Um, but yeah, she was 30 years old. Um, it's just really definitely just heartbreaking to see someone who, you know, was making her, you know, political life, you know, career, making things happen. Um, it's also stated in the article that she is Republican and I say, okay, cool. Noted. Um, obviously, you know, the slant of this podcast, it is what it is, but it's definitely sad to hear about a death, no matter who it is. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, my eyes are on this. It's definitely just sad to, because you guys know I cover a lot of black stories. It's it's me, and it's it's a part of what I do want to look for and see in the world. So I, I I'm drawn to these kind of stories. So, um, I definitely want to see what comes of this. I definitely hope that this isn't like something that is an unsolved thing. I definitely want to hear what happens you know see what happens i don't know so we'll definitely keep you posted um gosh there's you know i don't know there's just not too much details here i don't want to get too stuck in here um but it's eerie right like i i just feel like most likely there's gonna be more to this story and i really hope they find the person who did this for sure um let's see we can move along from the associated press Dances with Wolves actor arrested in Nevada sex abuse case. So let's see. Nathan Lee chasing his horse, who also goes by Nathan Chasing Horse, was taken into custody uh, near north near the North Las Vegas um, home he is said to share with his five wives. SWAT officers were seen outside the two-story home in the evening as detectives search the property. Um, let's see. He's known for his role as uh, the Young Sioux tribe member Smiles A Lot in the Oscar winner in the Oscar winning Kevin Costner film um, Dances with Wolves. Uh, Chasing Horse gained a reputation among tribes across the United States and in Canada as a so-called medicine man who performed healing ceremonies and spiritual gatherings and police allege use his position to abuse young native american girls so obviously this is a really fucking sad story um also i believe they mentioned two of his wives one let's see some of the alleged victims were as young as 13 according to the warrant one of chasing horses wives allegedly offered to him as a gift when she was 15 while another became a wife after turning 16. Um, also, I believe it stated earlier, um, let's see, according to the warrant, he was banished in 2015 from the Fort Peck Reservation in Poplar, Montana amid allegations of human trafficking. So, I mean, this dude's definitely bad news. Um, I mean, I guess you can go go ahead and put some allegedly's or whatever, but, um, yeah, I mean, definitely sick, fucked up shit. Um, this is definitely one of those, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm never pro the prison system, but definitely it's, it's, this is ick. This is ick as fuck, and, um, definitely glad this guy is seeing, hopefully gonna see some justice over this shit. 
Um, but yeah, um, let's see. In South Dakota, the Attorney General's office has put a new focus on crimes against Native American people, including him, human trafficking and murders. Um, which kind of goes to show and talk about is just this thing and this aspect that, like, one, obviously, when you bring in kind of things of like spirituality, religion, it gives people a certain kind of leverage that they just shouldn't have. And oftentimes, you're going to find people are going to abuse that for really fucked up, sick means. Um, so the idea of this guy who's potentially just doing something they're like, oh, okay, this is he's practicing religion, living his faith, living his life, but really, there he's using the, his position to manipulate people and do terrible fucking things um also it's good that they're putting a focus on saying hey these are native american crimes that we really want to get out and deal with um because it, it goes against that narrative that still even persists to this day of like the idea of less dead people like no like these are all people these are all human beings who matter and you should want to make sure that they get justice that we are really seeing these people that we are really going out and handling these issues um without actually going out and like what's saying hey telling these people what to do and how to live their lives there's, there's different things there different ways to handle it you know i'm kind of zigging and zagging here but yeah i mean definitely just like when i saw this in my my news feed i was like ew, ew. but i wanted to talk about it also i guess you can say my review of this movie because i did see it dancing with wolves it's okay um, I will say in terms of what I don't like about it is it's one of those movies that perpetuates the white savior, uh, stereotype. Um, it's like, oh, is it's getting, is it's getting woke again. <laughs> He's activating his critical race theory. <laughs> um, but it's just annoying because, um, I saw this a little bit, I guess, in reverse order, but I saw The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, and it's literally the same fucking movie beat for beat. <laughs> like, it's just, instead of Native American people, you used Asian people for The Last Samurai. Um, same fucking movie, though. Like, come on. Um, give him an Oscar. <laughs> But it's an okay movie. It's 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 fun to watch. I think especially if you just give it like, hey, in its time, I'm sure this was fine. Um, I don't know. Other than that, like, I don't know. I, I, it's not something to write home about. And uh, like I said, the vibes of that movie are kind of weird. For like, oh, I'm I, I was against you guys, and now I'm with you guys. Like I'm I'm gonna help. Cool. Now we beat them. In reality, it's like no, bitch. Like you're not. You're not stopping shit. <laughs> we don't. We are gonna roll through this fucking area and push you guys in, in to these little fucking camps that we're gonna call reservations. Uh, gotta love America. Uh, all right, let's move on. Speaking of America, let's talk about more American shit. Um, from NBC News, another Chinese surveillance balloon. Ooh, nice quotations, NBC. Um, is flying over Latin America, Pentagon says. And I'm sure what you're thinking, another? Um, yeah, because there was one earlier <laughs> that was found in Montana. So I wanted just to kind of get the article that kind of sums it all up in case people do want to read it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been a big talking point. Um, and, and I have to say that they're really being called across the board as surveillance balloons. Um, you know, Chinese surveillance balloons, to be exact. <sighs> I gotta say, there's a mix of propaganda here, and I don't know if it's working on me or not, but I gotta say, 
it is odd, it is eerie, that there are these balloons that have all this technology in them. And, you know, according to, you know, Chinese, you know, spokespeople, um, they're saying, hey, this was blown off course by the wind. Um, it has, like, either damaged or bad steering. It can't, like, correct itself. And that's why it's kind of here, stuck in Montana. And that's why it's, like, moving the way it's moving. Granted, Montana is a place that is known for having, like, you know, nuclear capability areas and shit like that. Like, it's an area that is known for that. So, it's odd. It, it's one of those things where it, it definitely stacks up in a way that goes, well, that's a little bizarre. That's a little queer, if you will, to use that, I guess, in, that in a book term. Um, but, I don't know. <laughs> I just... At first, I was like, okay, you know, maybe the, the what the, the tagline that China is saying is the line. You know, this is something that's just like, hey, this is an unfortunate thing. Um, it's, it's also it's something to be stated that this has happened before. It's not a new thing. It just might not necessarily be Montana or whatever, but they, they've spotted these balloons before moving along, doing a thing. Um it's just this time it's being noted in the press. And then also there have been a lot of calls. You know, there's been some Republicans saying, hey, we should blow this up. We should handle this right now. This is making us look weak. You know, letting this thing just float around and gather potential information. God knows what. Um, but right now the plan is saying, hey, we're just monitoring it. They have it like, you know, surrounded, like it's airspace surrounded. They're saying, hey, it's. It's out of commercial air flight, so it's not posing any risk. But if we did shoot it down, there's potentially like a, a debris issue. Um, you know, China is urging us to be like, hey, hey, be cool, Johnny. Be cool. You know, let this let's just be cool about all this. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, once again, you know, how, how does Isaiah feel about this? Um, it's like it's a bit odd. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Um, but I will say counterpoint to my own point. That I'm sure the biggest reason why we don't really want to fuck with this and be like hostile is don't we do the same thing? Something to think about. Like <laughs> maybe it's not a balloon, maybe it's a drone, maybe it's another thing. But there's no way, there's no shot in hell that us, the, the U.S., other Western superpowers, other any other powers across the world aren't trying to do the same fucking shit to figure out what's going on with these people or those people or whatever. What's up with that? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, though, it's 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 definitely news of the week, if you will. Um, but, yeah, now we can uh, get, I guess, a little bit even more local um, with our last one. And um, let's see. Yeah, we're going to talk about good old Ohio. <laughs> oh, H-I-O. Ooh, ooh, wee. Ugh. Okay. From NPR, a fifty k ooh a fifty k a fifty car freight train derailed in Ohio, causing a big fire and an evacuations. So this took place um, Friday night in. Um, East Palestine, 
believe that's how it's pronounced. Um, a 50 car uh, train was uh, derailed carrying a variety of freight from Madison, Illinois to Conway, Pennsylvania. Um, rail operator Norfolk Southern said in a statement Saturday. Uh, there's no Im- immediate information about what caused the derailment, and there were no injuries reported. That being said, um, there's a big picture of like this big smoke plume coming from the incident, you know, the site, the area, you know, the, the rails. Um, and, you know, it is said that there was like people from the area, like, were evacuated to like um, high school, like, and community center areas for like shelter stuff like that so essentially it's kind of like a lockdown thing and they're saying hey if you need to come to norfolk or not norfolk if you need to come to palestine don't if you're inside stay inside so i don't know exactly what the update is as of you know today saturday but um yeah definitely big news i mean hey we're on npr baby um once again i'm not saying this is good but you know New news. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know if there's anything like big on it. But I mean, they they have um, hazmat crews on the scene to determine what's going on. I don't think like I haven't heard anything like, oh my god, it was like nuclear shit. Like I think it's just okay. They're just kind of assessing the damage. Um, but yeah, let's see. The fire created so much smoke. That meteorologists from the region said it was visible on weather radar. So, yeah, there you go. Um, that's all I got. Um, let's see. Patreon.com says a News. If you would like to contribute to the effort. Also, you get bonus episode access. You get Discord access. And then you also become a newsie. And that gives you a roll call and also lets you plug whatever you'd like. You know, let's say you can turn me into a billboard. Um, if you want to plug something. Also, I'll talk about a news thing potentially if you really want me to talk about. Um, so, yeah, that's on the table. Yeah. Uh, free ways to hit me up, news one at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, all the socials. So, yeah. Hopefully I see you soon, though, for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Thank you.